This sermon is brought to you by Shofar Christian Church. We hope that you will be blessed by this message. Our audio and video sermons are also available on Shofar TV to download and share. Good evening, family, church. Uh, it's great to be able to do church online and to be able to share with you the Word of God. Wow, the internet, everything makes it so accessible. And yet we miss that fellowship and the relationship and connecting with each other before and after the services. Uh, but as we pray and as we are responsible, we trust the Lord that this season will also pass. And so I want to encourage you, uh, especially over this time, maybe you're sitting somewhere in a little flat or maybe in your house. And you also had to measure, like I had to measure, 375 times around the swimming pool. Uh, that makes five kilometers. You know, a lot of people are getting very creative on how they can <laughs> do some exercise. And some people do their own gym. And some people, ah, oh, it just, it's just amazing to see that. But let's especially pray for the elderly and the poor uh, people that don't have the opportunity to even, uh, you know, not be 20 people in one home. I want to share this evening with us uh, and encourage us to walk in the Spirit. You know, um, what does that mean and what does it entail? You and I, as believers in this time, you know, a lot of people are out of their comfort zone, but now we're just creating sometimes a new comfort zone. You know, we're saying, oh, let's make it work at home. Let's do the right stuff. Uh, but we know with the economy and a lot of challenges, there's a lot of people that are trapped in fear and they've become slaves to the fear uh, of our environment and the fear of the future. But, you know, God is in control and God, uh, His kingdom cannot be shaken. And I want to encourage but challenge us to think spiritually and to walk in the spirit. You know, let's go and read some a couple of scriptures in Exodus chapter 25 verse 8. Uh, God said, and let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them. God has always had a desire to dwell with his people. You know, and I've heard it many times that people pray and say, Oh Lord, please be with me or please let your presence be with me. But the Lord says, I am with you all the time. Because from the word go, God wanted to be with his people. He, he wants to share himself with us. He wants to show his glory to us. And uh, that's the amazing thing about God. He's not a selfish being, meaning that uh, we can change him through our worship or through, you know, or he gets better when we spend more time with him. Uh, so the best thing God can do is to actually show himself towards us because we are changed through worship. We are changed through prayer. You know, Second Chronicles says that if my people will humble, them, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, then I will come in and I will heal their land. You know, so it's us seeking God's face. It's us connecting with the Lord. And that's so important that we walk in that fullness. And when you look at the slides, you'll see the, some of the uh, pictures of how the first tabernacle, what it looked like, you know, and only certain priests could enter in. You know, there was the outer court, the inner court, and the Holy of Holies, and only the um, main priest could go on the day of Yom Kippur into this place uh, where this cherubim and uh, this big uh, sort of altar was, uh, and he would take blood and sprinkle it on that mercy seat and say, hey, um, Negmar, it is finished. And, and so God had specific requirements for this temple. And uh, yet when Jesus died, uh, that thick veil that sort of separated the inner and the outer court and the Holy of Holies, that thick veil just tore from top to bottom. Isn't it amazing? It didn't tear from bottom to top, but from top to bottom. God saying that through the blood of Jesus, Hebrews 10 says it, that we can boldly enter through the blood of Jesus into the Holy of Holies. And so I want to encourage us as we 
look at the, how spiritual things work, you must realize, don't just settle for the natural or for what's happening in your emotions at the moment. Realize that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. And we know that, we've seen that in scripture. Uh, let me just get that scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 17. But who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Flee sexual immorality. Every sin that a man does is outside the body. But he who commits sexual immorality commits against his body. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God and you are not your own? For you are brought at a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Now you get these different uh, groups. Some people just say, no, I'm pragmatic. I'm just a natural person. So let me fix everything in the natural. And then you get the spiritual people that say, no, everything is spiritual. You know, uh, So we get these two sides, but it's... Both. You can't neglect the one and then expect the other one, you know, um, to manifest all the time. So, so you have to look after your body because that's what it says. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit. Because this body has got a flesh, has got a soul, and has got a spirit. And it's so important that we look at all three of these things. And as, as Christians, especially in this time, let us maintain all three of them. You know, so try to do some exercise. Uh, look at how you feed your soul, uh, what, what's the thoughts in your mind. And so to walk in the spirit, uh, isn't just like, hey, stand outside and, mm, 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 and sing deep worship songs. It's actually to, to maintain all three levels, body, soul, and spirit of your life. And that's why it says, hey, you must remember that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. So even what we do, and especially when it talks about sexual immorality and things like that, it says you sin against your own body, you know, um, and that's why it says flee from youthful lust, flee from the lust of the flesh, because if we just feed ourselves uh, primarily in our body, then hey, the spirit is not going to be fed, and we're going to talk about that a little bit later, you know, I remember a time sitting in Karachi in Pakistan, uh, and we went there, uh, came to the airport, and the first day when we arrived there, <laughs> the pastor said, well, uh, don't worry, um, it's a very quiet week, there's only been 22 bombs that has gone off in Karachi, you know, <laughs> so uh, I wanted to just turn around and just get back into the plane and say, well, see you again, you know, Skype, Skype meeting next time, I'm not going to come come visit you, um, but so we were there, and so we uh, just said, okay, let's go, and then uh, we went to this house, and we literally were sitting in the house, uh, I think for four days and we just you know i felt like whoo what is happening and and so even there i was so challenged uh to not fulfill the lust of the flesh meaning like hey let's just sleep late let's not be disciplined but let's get into the rhythms of feeding your spirit and especially in those moments fear was so intense you know i remember after the four days they said well it's quieted down so you can go out now and so we got into the car two cars and so as we were driving out the front door a bomb went off around about 120 meters or 150 meters from us so the car was literally we we got to the road and then we just reversed back and they closed the gates and for another three days we were sitting there so for seven days we were quarantined by the spirit you know and um and it was just crazy we just loved every moment of it i think after day three things were really challenging you know years about eight guys sitting together 
but it was so amazing to make that constant decision that we are not going to just lie around and uh, babble talk and all that stuff, but actually realize this is an opportunity for us to pray for the nation. So we got together, we prayed, we said, Lord, we are here, you know, and a lot of people, because they're not spiritual, they don't understand how spiritual things work, you know, so they say, well, uh, say for instance, if you talk about missions, they say, well, why do you go on missions to that country? You could have rather taken the money that you spend on all the flight tickles, tickets and just give it to people uh, on the other side. And I said, well, no, no, uh, scripture says how pleasant, how good, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Because when I go to a certain place, when I'm there, there's a difference because I represent Christ. Why? Because the presence of God is with me and in me. So just sending an email or just sending a WhatsApp, it's not going to really make a difference. But my prayer and then especially my physical going there, it means that I can represent Christ well. I actually let the kingdom of God come the moment when I pray, the moment when I step onto that place. And so that's what's happening. You know, I want to encourage you. You can be sitting in one space Right where you are, but you can pray for somebody all across the world uh, because there's a spiritual dynamic. You know, I have a friend in America. Uh, one morning early, I woke up. I think it was about 1 a.m. and I was just praying for his wife. I was praying for protection, and I didn't know what was going on. And so, a couple of hours, about nine hours later, you know, I phoned him. And I asked like, hey, what, what's happening? What, what has gone wrong? You know, is there something that's wrong with your wife? And he says, yes, she's actually been in a car accident. But praise the Lord, the car has been written off, but she, there's nothing wrong with her. And I realized those moments that I was praying was the same moments, exactly the same timing as when she was in the car accident. So I didn't know that, but my spirit was alive. And because God warned me in my spirit, I could intercede. And that's what inter why intercession is so important, because I can stand in the gap. You know, I can break the yokes of slavery. Um, I remember also another testimony of a lady uh, who was with me at school, and she just went into a very bad patch and eventually uh, went into witchcraft and a lot of demonic activities. And um, she later came to salvation through a lot of nurses that was praying for her, laying hands on her. But the crazy thing is she told me like when she was still in Satanism and in witchcraft, she could literally see the Christians, the spiritual Christians that were walking down the road. Uh, and she said she could recognize them by a mile <laughs> because there was a light shining around them. And she said the only thing was they didn't realize their own authority and their own light and power that they had in the spiritual realm. And so uh, sometimes, especially for us, that there's a dualistic mindset. Many times we think like this is natural and this is spiritual. And so on Sunday, we're going to be spiritual. No, no, everything we do, there's a spiritual connection to that. You know, a lot of people today are physically sick because of an emotional condition or because of a spiritual condition. And so sometimes we need to look at the spiritual and emotional uh, roots. <clears throat> you know, my grandmother was always this funny story. Uh, for 25 years, she was drinking uh, tablets for her heart. And after 25 years, you know, and I remember even sometimes walking up onto the mountain and then she would say, oh, no, 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 I need to be slow because my heart is... I've got trouble with my heart and all that stuff. After 25 years, she went for a second opinion and the doctor said to her, oh, your heart is so healthy. There's nothing wrong with your heart. You know, <clears throat> and then we realized all these years how the condition in a mind made a 
have limitations to what she could do even physically because somebody said, hey, she's sick. Uh, and isn't that like many times emotional or spiritual exactly the same when somebody says something about you, oh, you're never going to amount to anything. You're not going to be good. You, you're not going to make it in this life. This, this virus is just terrible. You're going to be ruined. All those things that are said and sometimes get into our mind. Now we, we begin to respond to what happens or what somebody has said. And that's why fear of failure, fear of rejection is, is like deep roots in our society that makes us sometimes not be able to respond by faith and to who God is. And that's why worship is so important. Don't let the devil steal your song in this time. You know, and so even in Romans chapter 12, if we know that our bodies are a temple of the Holy Spirit, we know the scripture in Romans 12 is 1 to 2. It says, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed either by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So we need to present our bodies. This body, this life of mine, every day it's a representation of Christ, but I need to present it. I need to live in a space where I need to consecrate myself. And that's why it's so important. Walking in the Spirit starts with the principle of consecration. You Bring yourself to God. You say, God, I thank you that I belong to you. This body belongs to you. My environment, my family, my nation belongs to you. And that's why prayer and consecration is so important. Now, in 2 Corinthians 10 verse 3 to 6, it also says that, Therefore we must also bring every thought captive to the obedience of Christ and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. We saw it last week by renewing of the mind that when you and I begin to realize, Sure, we need to walk in the fullness of God. We need to present our bodies to Christ. You know, and so every day be disciplined. Don't just hang around and sleep till 11 and then you think like, oh, I'm going to wake up. I don't really know what to do. Work out a schedule. Have time to rest. Have time with the family. But get yourself to be focused and to not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Because this flesh is strong. This flesh is going to bring thoughts. It's going to bring arguments, high things, strongholds eventually in our lives. Because... We begin to act as to what we think and what we say, you know, and so it's very important that we, especially in the next couple of days and weeks, speak life, speak life. And it's not ignoring the natural, it's not not being pragmatic, no, no, but it's important that we remain spiritual, remain vigilant. The Bible says be sober. Be vigilant, be ready. You know, there are three pictures the Bible gives us. It says that of a soldier, that of a farmer. And that of an athlete. Now all three of them are very, very disciplined. All three of them are very focused. They understand seasons. They understand times. They understand preparing yourself. They understand discipline. You know, that farmer that needs to sow the seed. You know, wait for the harvest. The athlete that needs to just practice, 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 practice for that race. You know, sure. The soldier never goes to sleep without his boots. You know, sleeps with your boots on when it's wartime. Always ready, always sober, always vigilant, you know, so remain vigilant, remain in the spirit. That's what I want to encourage us with because sometimes, hey, we get, you know, we just think like, oh, you know, let me just watch more and more movies. 
let me just do more and more yeah, in the flesh and let me just keep myself busy. No, no. Church, this is a time where we need to see God's face. This is a time like with Daniel, open the window and pray and intercede. Set yourself an hour a day, you know, uh, just to pray. Pray for your family, pray for our nation. I, I'm so excited that this can be on our opportunity for revival to come. You know, let me read you one more scripture here in John chapter 14. It says, if you love me, verse 10, if, verse 15, if you love me, keep my commandments and I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. Sure. Galatians 5 says it's also, you know, I say then walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Verse 16 it says, Galatians 5 verse 16, For the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish. You know, we need the power of the Holy Spirit. We need the freedom of the Holy Spirit to walk in a space where you and I can say, Lord, we want to be like those eagles that can fly high above. You know, the eagles, the altitude is so high that nothing, not even the storms, can come against it, you know. Uh, I've heard this beautiful story of how sometimes eagles, you know, when there's a massive storm coming, they fly straight into that storm. They're not afraid to face the storm and then they lock their wings and they just, the, the power of the storm catapults it to go higher and higher. And once it's up there, it just soars on wings of eagles. You know, we've, in the daily devotional spoke about that. You know, those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. Yo, they shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. You know, when you and I step into that place of say, hey, I want to, I want to be seated with Christ. I am seated and I need to remind myself of the spiritual reality. So if you're reading maybe through the book of John or I want to encourage you to read the book of Ephesians, just beautiful pictures of what it means to be in Christ. Once we're in Christ, then Christ is in us. And these are place where it says hey i am seated with him and you know whoever is born of god has overcome this world greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world and so we need to remind ourselves of this place that we occupy in the spirit because god is with you he's he wants to be your friend <laughs> jesus said i don't call you slaves or servants anymore i call you friends and yes we're respectful we love god he's sovereign he's omniscient he's all-powerful in every way but he also wants to be your friend. And that means you can share everything with him. That means you can share your heart with him. But it comes through a spiritual connection. It does not come through just like trying to be natural. And that's why scripture says, draw near to him. James 4 says, draw near to him and he will draw near to you. That's where we start. So take time off. You have to schedule time. You can't say three minutes with the Lord and then... 30 hours you're busy with other things. What's filling your life? Are you filling it with all the worldly stuff or just keeping your flesh busy or your emotions busy? No. Step into the spirit. Close your door. Worship him. Put on the worship music. You know, remain in the spirit. Because in that place we are strengthened, we're encouraged, but we can also share with others what God is doing. You know, I shared it um, in the morning service um, and the morning sermon, I shared that, sure, you know, um, the last weekend I was going to this place and wanted to go sleep over with specific people and I just felt the morning, no, I shouldn't, you know, and so I phoned 
and said, sorry, you know, you've already prepared for me to be there, but I, I, I can't come, you know. Um, and so it was a bit awkward, but just this morning the guy phoned me, um, and he said, sure, you know, um, sorry, uh, I've got the virus. If you would have come, you would have also gotten it, you know. Um, so I'm thinking it's small things, but it's huge, you know, when we can, obey God and this is the last scripture that I want to share with you because obedience to be obedient to God remains our highest form of worship in Romans 6 verse 16 do you not know that to whom you present yourself slaves to obey you are that one slaves whom you obey whether of sin leading to death or of obedience leading to righteousness see every day you are presenting yourself to somebody or something maybe it's that gym maybe it's that physical thing and now we're robbed from a lot of physical things you know it's not there anymore and now you have to make a decision what value do i place on those things is my gymming more important do i schedule for my gymming every day do i schedule for my cycling every day my surfing my my me time i schedule for all of those things so i'm actually a very disciplined person i talk to a lot of students and i say like you are very disciplined you know when it when you realize how important it is not to skip that test that you need to write because hey tonight six o'clock you're writing that test you're not going to be late you're going to be there and you know what why because you want to pass <laughs> and so you don't just skip the test some people skip their classes but they don't skip their tests but see what happens with god why do we skip why do we just leave it out why because the flesh is strong we want to feed the flesh many times and that's why who do you obey who do you present yourself to? And that's my encouragement, but also my challenge. Um, think about what is important. Be eternally minded and obey God. Listen to what he wants to say. Pray for people. Pray for our nation. Contact some people and say, hey, how are you doing? You know, get up a, a Zoom meeting with your small groups in this week. This is the opportunity not to be slack. This is not just a holiday. This is tough times we're in. These may be the times where we enter into the end times. And that's why we need a prophetic insight as the church of God. So I want to pray for us that you'll be strong in your body, in your emotions and in your spirit. And that you will obey God in this time. That you will pray. That you'll seek His face. And when you seek Him with all of your heart, Scripture says you will find Him. Now don't bring your garments, bring your heart. Bring your fullness. Bring everything to God and say, God, I present myself to you. Lord, I want to obey you. I want to please you with my faith, with my obedience, but especially in this time with prayer so that I can lock into the things that you say are important. So let me pray for us. And uh, if you have any needs, please contact us. There's a, there's a cell phone number. WhatsApp us or SMS us on that number if you need urgent prayer needs or if there's challenging times. Uh, we're really looking forward to meeting up again. Uh, we long to, to have real fellowship because it's biblical, to have community, to share with each other. Uh, but let me pray for us for this place of obedience and so that we'll make a decision to not fulfill the lust of the flesh, but to remain walking in the Spirit, remain seeking God, remain being hungry for the spiritual things in our lives. So, Father, we want to thank you this evening for your life and your life in abundance. Thank you, Father, for yeah, that we can surrender to you and be spiritual beings. And I pray, Lord, that we'll walk in the Spirit and not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Lord, that you will help us, Holy Spirit, because we can't. Our flesh is sometimes so strong. But Lord, that we will have a deep hunger and a desire for you and for your kingdom. 
Lord, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. Lord, here on earth in this time, during this lockdown, as it is in heaven. And we pray that in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Just one last thing, a reminder. Um, just uh, lock into the discipleship school or the worship school. There's a WhatsApp group you can join. It starts on Monday um, so that you can also be equipped in those areas that you don't just veg around at home. So there's a lot of equipping opportunities that you don't need, don't want to miss out on. So Lord bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you. Amen. Thank you for listening. Remember that our sermon audio and videos are also available on Shofar TV. Go to www.shofaronline.tv to download and share.